This is Brad from Comics, Beer, and Sci-Fi reporting live from Able Ideas beautiful downtown studios in downtown Detroit. Today's our special episode with uh, all the comic book models uh, taking a photo shoot for our new two-year calendar uh, due to come out in a few weeks. And we've been discussing everything from soup to nuts, including the three latest episodes of uh, comic books on the uh, Able Ideas uh, tablet and they're uh, they're looking real good and the girls are looking good and they're all cliffhangers so you got to buy more if you want to keep up and it's uh, pretty exciting oh, I just so like cool. to introduce the the uh, the panel to you you may recognize their faces but you don't recognize their voices uh, we have uh, Q say hello Q hey this is the Q we've got Zoe next to Q hi nice to hi, see Zoe. We've got Nick next to Zoe. This is Nick next to Zoe. There you go. Mark, who's usually behind the scenes but has the prize-winning Ant-Man uh, video that you've seen on our website. Say hello, Mark. Hello, everybody. How are you? See, there he goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sexy Boys. Uh, Rich, Richie. Uh, say hello, Richie. He's our, uh, our, our consummate actor who's been in... Uh, fancy movies that haven't come out yet, but uh, he looks good on the uh, on the stills he showed us. Yes, hello Richie, you're looking fine. There we go, and of course our uh, resident comic book artist, uh, Chris, say hello Chris. Bonjour mes amis. My okay mes amis. <laughs> <laughs> and our uh, man on the board, Denver, say hello. Hello everyone. All right. I will be the taskmaster today, keeping Ooh, us on track. Ooh, master tasks. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, nice. let's start off with the Golden Globe nominations, ah. which were announced this week. Very interesting this year. Yeah, I think uh, I think we got robbed again. Um, the movies in our preferred genre make more money than any other movies in the business, and we got short shrift this year. I think. I mean, how big of a slap in the face was that they put the Martian in comedy? Well, that comedy or musical, because we know that Matt Damon is a real singer. Oh, he was just prancing around Mars. But I guess it was pretty funny. There was a one scene where he did tell a joke. Yeah. Oh, he did. And he did That's sing a song. Right. Very serious. But they did want to recognize it because there wasn't enough room in the drama category, so, so they had to put it somewhere. Is that really what it so, is? So, so why not just add another movie or yeah. take a movie that's not as deserving out you know they and put have a that movie in they have a limit they can only yeah, have you know however many it is five six nominees right. per category and okay. once you go so, to ten then it isn't really a contest okay anymore. then so why not take the movie that was least deserving out and put the martian in there but what about making a new uh like what nick and i were talking about making a new genre of nominations which would be like sci-fi or that's not a bad idea. You know, Sci-fi fantasy. You don't fantasy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The only concern about that is, is what happens when comic books and science fiction fall off. Everything eventually Well, here's the stops. next question. Why don't well, they just cycles. have a best comic book movie right. at this point? There's yeah. so many comic right. book movies. Right. They almost deserve a, it's, it's a category of their own. Golden Globes is Hollywood Foreign Press? Yeah. yeah. See, okay, so now consider the audience we're criticizing. We're talking about non-U.S. Um, non citizens reporting on movies and maybe people in other countries don't watch the movies that we like. In a very small number. Yes. I think there's only maybe 75 or so right. members of the Hollywood Foreign I think Press. That's, so I think that's what it is. 
you know, uh, among among film uh, connoisseurs, if you will, because right. I, I think I, there's I an elitist thing, that. because I, you know, Roger Ebert, and, you know, reference, references, if I'm wrong, said that comic books are, you know, it's not real art, or video games aren't real art, yeah. He said the video games aren't real art, uh, it, you know, n despite the fact that there's a lot of um, creativity, hard work that goes into them. So I, r I really believe personally that it's an elitist mentality. Well, I guess think? you can give him that. That's true. But you don't see a lot of movies like it. There are uh, an Expendables movie would never get an award. That's true. But I, I know I've seen at least a, a dozen uh, action movies Chuck that could have. He should have got the best actor. <laughs> I, I totally I agree with you. But uh, well, let's talk about uh, not to change yes, too much, but let's talk about the positive of the Golden Globes. We did get a Mad Max Fury Road. That's Road. true. Best drama. As a drama. Wait, wait. Wait. That's a positive? As a drama? That's, that's a great movie. You, you're crazy. <laughs> How often does a remake... Like well, it's not necessarily a remake. It's a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe I should watch it's it. A, it's a recall. <laughs> it's a recall. Yeah. The only reason I say that is because out of all the geeky movies that were out, I chose Mad Max. Well, really? I think well was Charlize Theron in any other movie? Not really. Need I, do I have to say anything else? Right. I think that's really what it was. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that's the elitist thing going, was there anybody, oh my god, Charlize Theron, she was awesome. Well, you got to nominate that movie, because she'll go up and accept it with her prosthetic with, with arm her, and everything. Yeah, 90-something yeah. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's almost, on, yeah, that's, that's yeah, very it's rare. It's very popular. That's very rare. Speaking of uh, okay. other pluses, Game of Thrones got a uh, Best TV Drama nomination, so that's the only oh. geeky fantasy anybody watched. What watch? else I was going to give it to, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, sorry. Well, well, I think Game of Thrones is a is a uh, is a large audience. Uh, a lot of people like it, and uh, it's it, cinematic. It, it, yes, it's it very yeah. cinematic, and the amount of effort that is being put on those sets, you know, like just the. But it's uh, not CGI. Wet, it's no. real sets. Oh, yeah, those are exactly. real. It's it's real and solid that's why art, it isn't it? The it's a little CGI, but it's not overly CGI. Right. No. Not not like a comic book movie is eighty yeah. percent. Right. And everything's done in front of a green screen. Most so of, what are uh, the odds of Mad Max or Game of Thrones actually winning? Nomination well, see, is one thing. I can see Game of Thrones winning. Yeah, definitely. I can't 100%. see Mad Max winning. Neither can I don't. I, I don't think I so. Movie. There, there were a lot of other really great. Well, movies what was it up there? against? Do we have that list? Spotlight. Mad Max is up against Spotlight. Spotlight, and that's gonna win. Oh well, Spotlight. Yeah. Who the hell's in that? Every hero's <laughs> book. Don't hero get me started ever. on Spotlight. I got a whole theory. That is oh, the man. movie about the Boston Globe, I believe it was, who investigated oh, right. the Catholic Church and all the... Yeah! Oh. And the, the cover-up. And so I think what the director did, I, don't, I haven't read anything that proves this, but I think he cast people that we see as heroes because they've all played oh, superheroes. Okay. We've got Michael Keaton, Batman. Oh. We've got Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk, 
We've got Howard Stark, uh, what's his name, John Slaherty. Yeah. We've got yeah. Uh, Dr. Manhattan, Billy Crudup. <laughs> We've wow. got Sabretooth. He wasn't a hero, but he was <laughs> a... But in a way, oh, in a way a comic book guy would go see it and say, I'm seeing all the people that at least played the people. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, yeah, so I can, I can see the superhero, you know, group. Yeah, they're groups. And they're also saying these are real-life heroes, so right. let's get people that we associate, associate with, with heroes. heroes. To be. That's very so anyway, that's my two tricky from the no, casting no, part. Actually, like yeah. Subliminal casting. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Subliminal casting. All right, so now we, uh, we have to move on to comic book news, and I think uh, Nick and Q have some... I just have a quick little thing that I discovered in the famous monster, the latest issue of Famous Monsters of Filmland, um, and that is, and I, forgive me for not knowing the publishing company, but you can easily find out online. But the, lo, there's going to be a new Lost in Space comic book coming Ooh. out in February of 2016. Wow. What's fascinating about it to fans like me is that it's allegedly the stories are based on scripts for a fourth season that never happened. Oh, I heard about that. Um, so for all you Lost in Space fans out there who want another fix of uh, Dr. Smith and um, Jonathan Harris's beautiful dialogue and characterization, you're going to have to do it in your head, but the dialogue should be fairly accurate to the original script. So that is definitely a comic book to look forward to. Q, what do you have? I have uh, Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Coming out for six weeks. It compares nothing to Lost in Space. <laughs> but for a Batman fan, sure. you know, I'm a little excited. Yeah. Um, I love it's that coming it's in out, Detroit, too. The it's Michigan coming out for area. six nice. issues. Is it? Yep. What's the uh, storyline? Well, the story behind it is that uh, I guess Crane transports the Shredder and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to Gotham. And so the foot ends up stealing all the parts from the labs, trying to build a machine to go home. Cool. So Batman ultimately realizes that the foot is not the League of Assassins because the fighting styles are different. But he also runs into the Teenage Mutant Turtles and deducts that they're not with the foot because they're trying to stop them. And it's, oh, it's going to be... Sounds like fun. I got to go get the first issue. It's going to be, you know, I amazing. I just see Batman say, I like turtles. <laughs> Well, Wheel no. of Fortune, dude. <laughs> are, are we going to well, talk about the movie too? That's coming up next summer. Which one? What he's the, the. Oh, we just that we watched. Or that's well, if Batman would be in that, then that would be well, amazing. He's not in that then. I didn't see him in the trailer. Is he going to be no, in the movie? Unfortunately. No, unfortunately. There is oh. a new. Brad's talking about the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles movie two. Yeah, and that trailer. From what I've seen, it looks better than the first, first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually the think looks better than visually entire movie. Yeah. I actually think <laughs> Megan Fox one. acting went from yeah. a D plus to a yeah. C minus. I'm just well, saying because she has more she has more action. Because they hire her for her. I saw some unbuttoning of a shirt and it was had to be better. Oh, and it was like the wind machine was working real. I'm telling you. He is an understudy of Michael Bay, so there you go with the mid drifts and the you know. It said from Michael Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's look, producing all, the movie, so okay, well. only thing I'm saying <laughs> is, you know, Megan Fox acting went from D minus to D plus in the first one. But then maybe they wrote her a better maybe part. You know, uh, any kind of actor it's is okay. only as good as the part that they're acting. Well, Sometimes. Some, I, and that's I, when I, I, I always stick up for Hayden Christensen when those kind of subject right. matters come up. Yeah. And let's not get hung up on okay. 
our, uh, right. now, our you friend know, Megan I, here. Yeah. What about we've we got some new characters Be in this one? Rocksteady. Bebop yeah. Oh, yeah. And like I was telling Chris earlier, I actually like this Bebop and Rocksteady as opposed to the one oh, from really? the 90s. Because to me, they made the ones. In the 80s. In the 80s. They made them, they were clowns. To me, yeah. they're actual real life scary henchmen that they're They were pretty to tough be. enemies to beat in the video games. It's yeah. 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 Well, from what I saw yeah, in the like movie, they actually put it uh, the movie trailer, uh, your your rock, rock steady is the Bebop rhino. Rock steady. rock steady is the yeah. rhino. Uncle yeah. Ruckus. Yeah. Way way better than the rhino in the uh, Spider Ultimate Spider-Man uh, animated series. Because that was like a 16-year-old kid on some kind of Doc Ock serum. Yeah. But way better, way better visual, um, and, and it was good to the good to the original story. One thing I want to say too: a lot of people were upset because of the CG look of uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, but because it, it it's a homage to the original 1987 cartoon, I really like it. I like the, I love no, the way they good. look. No, I, I like the way they look. Okay. okay. Well, you know, the fanboys on the blogs. Yeah, you know. it was very good. Image. All right, so what about the arrow? He makes an appearance in the, the, the new arrow, trailer. The arrow, yeah, is in here. He's playing Steven Casey Amel. Jones. He's playing Casey Jones. Um, oh. You know, I don't... What's the verdict? Yay or nay? I don't know. I mean... To me, you could be a movie opinion. star in the to movie. Militant opinion? I know, right? That's <laughs> shocking. <laughs> to me, he's gonna do nothing but look like you know how you know how he acts when he's happy on Arrow, and it's kind of like a like Stephen Amell's fake smiling all the time. That's kind of how it feels like on uh, he's gonna be in here, like because you know he can't be the dark and brooding. You right. failed this city <laughs> right, right. all the time. It's more campy. And oh, then, like, man. in here, he's kind of like. All right, Q, I got to cut you off. We got a couple more trailers we got to get to. How about uh, The Legend of Tarzan? That I'm looks very excited awesome. About it. Yeah, that very looks visually great. pleasing. Mark, Mark, tell us who's in it. Oh. Tell us who's in it. Who's in the movie? Your sexy voice. Alexander. Alexander Skarsgård. Samuel L. Jackson. Christoph Waltz. Whoa, whoa. And, Samuel uh, L. Jackson in it. You know it's a good movie. I'm about right? to say yeah. three words. Samuel L. and Jackson. <laughs> and, 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 and Harley Quinn. Um, yeah, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Mr. Realis. Oh, as Jane? Yes. I said that tired of these Hard to see without the Hyman Jungle. John Sue, what's... Hyman. Hyman. No, Jaiman. Jaiman Hans. Oh, I love that guy. Hyman Roth. He is actually a very good actor. Oh, he's great. From Made Famous in Amistad was his first big role. Yes. Oh, yeah, he is. And great actor in the movie. Only known from Amistad. What was the name? It was by Jim Sheridan. Oh, the no, in America. In America, he was nominated for. Okay, that's still too obscure. Okay, let's vote. Is it? Are we excited for Legend of Tarzan? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Just because okay. awesome. Samuel Ellen Jackson. Just the yeah. vote. No more commentary. <laughs> <laughs> nice. X Men Apocalypse is the big, uh, big Thanks trailer talk. of the week. I'm, 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 I'm excited for that. I would, one I would comment, but I think I'm yawning now. Excuse me. Um, I, you know, like my buddy Q said, um, Apocalypse looks like Ivan Ooze from Power Rangers, and um, he does. you know, he, you know, his lack of booming voice. Uh, I, I wasn't. It was a little bit underwhelming. You know, it's it to me, it's more of the same. Now I enjoy the X Men movies, but you know, from the very first one, they deviated from the continuity is, of the universe. This is, this is how I feel. I feel like all the X-Men is going to run out and say it's morphing time. And I hate the fact that 
a cosplayer with a limited budget can make a better looking apocalypse than a studio with millions of dollars. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You have the book sitting in front of you. Yeah. I agree. I don't like the apocalypse design. I got to be honest. In the yeah. Comic book it with looks the big fake. A belt, belt buckle. I like the movie. Yeah. So what is he trying to break into really? the Avengers or something with yeah. that? Well, belt they're buckle? trying to make it more realistic for the movies. Movies are different than comic books. Okay, I understand. You have to ground it in that. some reality. That. That's true, that. but they still could have made it a little. But a little you guys are stuck in the comic it. books. No, Get a little no. bit into the reality. What about what about Psylocke though? She looks like a, a complete rip out of the comic books by right. uh, Olivia Munn. If we, if, if we she looks so perfect. stuck in a comic book, well, then nobody great. tended to have great. known as Batman. Because <laughs> it, it was not comic book at all. Your point. Well, the other big revelation of the uh, trailer is seeing all of these characters that we know, or some of the characters that we know. Jubilee. Young, yes. Yep. And then uh, Gene Nightcrawler. Gray. Nightcrawler. Yep. And Gene yeah. so this then is the big reveal with Psychos. Xavier's bald head. I know. That was awesome. That was awesome. So we'll we find out why reveal. he loses his hair. Is Probably that... has something to do with Apocalypse. Cancer. <laughs> you know what's interesting? I, I didn't know that. It's I thought Jubilee. he was bald before Apocalypse, but... If you watch it, right? Jubilee was in the it, it was a back character in the first X Men movie that came out in two thousand, right. and she was a prisoner in X Men United. So that's kind of interesting All she that they did, did was that. Do like a little bitty spark. Was it that true? Uh, January Jones in first first class. Who yeah. did she play in first she class? Played, uh, Emma Frost. Emma I was about to say she played Emma Frost, right? Frost. So yeah, that, okay. that she's sure. in. Yeah. We. Okay, so it's safe to say that the reviews on that one are mixed. That very best. mixed. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Still it remains to be seen. I think is what we. It remains we'll, to be unseen. But okay, Brian so Singer's doing it, so it's worth a look. For you gotta sure. give them. The yeah. comic book guys don't like it. The film guys like it. Yeah. I, yes. Uh, and we're the ones that count then. The comic book guys. No, I you, you guys represent a small majority of the movie going audience. Uh -oh. Okay, how about... Okay, he doesn't all right, all right, next, small next, next. We're out of time on the trailers. I can say that. I'm in the same category as you. I mean, I can really you. go into a discourse as to why you're wrong about that, but we don't have time. But don't, we don't have time. <laughs> this is how Denver is off the camera, guys. So. TV recap time. TV recap time. I think I'm the only one that's still watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm watching. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, so okay. what did you think about the, uh, the fall finale? Um... I, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm watching it to see how it leads up to the next Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. That is why I'm right. watching that, that show. That is the best thing about that show is how it interacts. That's with, like, why Captain I like America it too, because it lets you know what's going on in the background until, and, until and what I, Civil War is and, the next and, thing. And that I happens. love when they bring in characters from the movies, like Powers Booth. Yes. I love how they bring them into the into the show, and, um, and I'm looking forward to more characters like that. So I'm just gonna keep watching. I'm I'm hooked. All right, now this one was a couple weeks back, but uh, Gotham, the fall finale. Did anybody watch the Gotham? I seen a little yes. bit of it. I yeah, seen I'm a still bit behind of it. in my Gotham. But I'm behind. I was behind on it, but I seen a little bit of it. Um, again, Gotham to me will always be if if you can get by the fact that. Every character in there is a name from a comic book. It's really just a great police drama. Yeah, it's a crime show. It's a crime yeah. show. It just so happens that everybody in it is. But it's great to see the villains book. starting to come together. Come, come you together got, and you got the Riddler and the Riddler and, and, and Mr. Freeze at the end. Yeah, it's yep. basically that was what it epic. Is. It's like, just like a spinoff from Batman comic books. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. 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 Okay, so now we have uh, the other one that is uh, going strong is Supergirl. 
Q are you watching Supergirl? Well, <laughs> Supergirl, I, I'm just, spoiler alert if you're going to spoil Spo- something. Spoiler alert, the winter finale is tomorrow, but the episode before that, with Martian Manhunter revealing himself. It was funny because I had an argument. I'm like, he is not Martian Manhunter. Little alien from the first episode, like brainwashing or something. I didn't think he was Martian Manhunter. Well, they kept setting him up as the villain. Yeah. With the glowing red eyes. I I was like, the aliens, remember the lady from the first episode, when she would take over people, they would have glowing red eyes. So I'm thinking he just got brainwashed. And it turns out, John Jones. And when he revealed himself, it was amazing because the genre, like I was telling everybody earlier, the John Jones in Smallville was cool, but the way they did this one, it actually looks like Martian Man. Yeah, it was cool. And it just generally really speaking, uh, what's your take on it? Because I watch it every week with my daughter; she loves it. Okay, uh, I think it's. I think it's. Ex- I think I'm happy because they're branching off. You could tell they're not trying to just be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Orion. I'm glad that they're taking off, and this was a rumor going on that the Flash was supposed to cross over. Well, it has more of that Flash that, vibe, yeah, where Flash it's fun vibe. and bright. Right. And, you know, I would like to see that. And it's like, you it's know, good. like she emails Clark every now and again, and Jimmy Olsen's in And you it, see a silhouette where, every once yeah, in a while. Every moment. once in a while, but it's actually really a really good show. Everybody should check it out. Wow. And then uh, we've got Jessica Jones on Netflix. Yeehaw, Brad, Jessica Jones. Watching. Um, it's actually good. They they've only been dribbling out what her powers may or may not have been. They just in the episode I just saw, um, she has uh, since met up with uh, Luke Cage, Power Man. We had no idea. Um, there's an interesting link in between the two of them that I won't necessarily ruin. Um, I think that it has a lot of good potential. I'm trying very hard not to binge watch it. I'm, I'm trying to, so I can... Make it last. Yes, exactly. Because you don't know when they're going to put out the next 13 episodes. Because they give it to you all at once. Um, but it's definitely a good watch. Um, and it's kind of the adult version of Supergirl. Yes, that is Supergirl exactly is, right. You know, More light and bubbly. And it is but definitely an... Based, yeah, it's, it's a PG-13 mini R condition. Yeah, there's, almost R. Almost yeah, there's, there's no actual bared flesh, but there is almost the R. implication of certain behavior that probably parents don't want their kids PG watching. PG-15. Yeah, PG-15 <laughs> at least. Yeah, absolutely. Has any, did anybody watch, uh, I think the only other comic book out there show was... Uh, Walking Dead, anybody watch? Oh. The fall finale. Oh, The Flash. We forgot I was going to say The Flash. We forgot The Arrow. Flash and Arrow just did a big crossover. Yeah, yeah that's just one, I mean, that's just one big sprawling on show that. now. Well, you know, anybody watch The Crossover? I you? never no. missed an episode of Flash and Arrow. Um, they're both epic, Damien Dark. And then the episode, it's funny, the two episodes before The Crossover, Constantine was on Arrow. I saw that. Yeah. Constantine was on Arrow, and that was kind of a... Uh, Farewell to him since they canceled his show on NBC. Oh. But another rumor is that Legends of Tomorrow, the new team-up show that's coming out, is not going to keep the same lineup every season. So he oh. might end up on season two So we might have of a Legends future of, of Constantine. He's not well, they can't gone keep forever. Well, villains yeah, as heroes well, all the time. Captain yeah, Cold and well, Heatwave. They were saying that each each season with the different villain you would need a different team you can't have the same team going after the same because you need different components 
So yeah. if there's a magical enemy in season two, it would make sense to have. And that'll keep him from getting stale, you know. Yeah, mix you know, it up. Mix it up a little bit. And the other reason is that's why they don't kill them. Because they are bad people and they should be killed, and they don't kill we them. We can't cross that line. It makes us no better. Than right, them. exactly. So that way, you know they're going to come Comic back. Comic book philosophy to bring and Green Lantern and, into and the haunt whole fold for, for not doing what was really I right. I actually liked the rumor when it was said that John Diggle. It was supposed to be Diggle. Was supposed to be his middle name. And it was supposed to be John Diggle Stewart, and he was supposed to be the Green Lantern. But now they're supposed to be saying he's going to be the guardian instead, which I have no problem with. But I don't think they're going to do. Our only thing with DC is since they're not crossing the movies over with the TV shows, I don't think they should do as many of the same characters. You know they're going to bring Aquaman into the whole thing. Into TV? Yes, because they referenced him. They did? Yeah, I think it was the Hawkman. Arrow or Flash? Flash. Okay. I think it was the Hawkman. Oh, no, no, no. I think it was, um, who was it? It might have been the the Flash 2 from Earth 2 might have mentioned that he's friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Right. Jay Garrick <laughs> mentioned that. Yeah. Um, one of his girl ex-girlfriends or something moved to Atlantis. Yes. And uh they he was like she was like and she was like Atlantis. He was like, Yeah, it's like off the coast. And I know my mortgage is underwater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna wrap up our uh, TV recaps and go on to uh, some of the new movies that are out. Opening this week was In the Heart of the Sea. Is that what it's called? In the Heart of the Sea, oh, yes. Exciting. Moby Moby Dick. Yes. I really want to say that. That was a very Boring movie. I'm, so, I'm sorry really? to say. Yeah. Oh no. It, it looks like it's a great cast, though. <laughs> See what it's I did a there? Great cast, but it was a horrible script. <laughs> okay, well that's understandable because it is a nonfiction book. I read the book. I did a book report in seventh grade on it. It's a very factual book, and the only really narrative aspect of it really comes from the uh, after the crash happens. The movie goes back and forth between. Uh, the um, the character um, I think it was Nicholson Nick Nickerson oh, I, I Thomas Nickerson yeah. he was the cabin boy on the ship of the, the oh, Essex which, which is who narrates yeah he he is being interviewed by uh, Herman Melville for his book oh, Moby Dick oh I see and he just tells the tale and the movie goes back and forth between him and in the you know in the situation that happened with the ship interesting is it a, is it a good it looks like a beautiful film though it you know it it, it looks like hyper real like, like okay. the cinematography they used a lot of different filter effects uh, playing with you know the play, playing with the, you know the um uh just, just how the imagery looks, the sea okay. and, the, and the sun and everything. It doesn't it, it, look it, it, realistic. It doesn't look realistic at all. Yeah, what I, the only thing I got from the trailer is that, and I have to, I, I have to spoil this movie. I'm sorry. Um, sperm whales, not the size of blue whales. Okay, that's true. Sperm whales, killer whale size, humpback whale maybe size, but not blue whale size, which means the movie's so long it can't possibly be good. Beautiful, yes. Awesome special effects. Don't be wrong! Well, the movie really doesn't have that much to do with the whales. It, it's mostly here. a survival <laughs> tale. Right. Hmm? It's The movie is mostly a survival tale. These guys right. trying to but brave the elements. But there's a shot with the Nina Pinta Santa Maria and this <laughs> giant blue whale-sized okay. battering yeah. ram coming through and knocking over all these boats. And I'm telling you, 
No sperm whale ever in history, in archaeology or whatever it is, they find the damn bones that are not that big. It couldn't have happened. It couldn't have been a, a white whale. Well, it couldn't have been a, a, a sperm whale. Duly noted. Wait, wait, wait. Monster of the whale from Pinocchio, right? No, maybe, but he was blue still. Okay. We, but it, it, was, it did actually happen. It's a nonfiction. It may very well have happened, but it's exaggerated. In the film, I understand. Okay, let's reel it That's in. The only thing they <laughs> um, Nick, you yeah, saw that got a little hostile. <laughs> Nick, you saw Krampus, correct? I saw Krampus yesterday, and I thought it was a classic. It was an instant classic. Oh, it was good. great on every level. Um, I recommend it for everyone. It's it's a scary Christmas movie, but ultimately it is a Christmas movie. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but when it's all said and done, you'll walk out of there saying. That was as much a Christmas movie as It's a Wonderful Life, and I'm not joking. Oh. Whoa! <laughs> Wait a minute now. Hold on here. Definitely. That's a, that's check a it out. Heavy lock I didn't say it was as good as It's a Wonderful I, Life. I, I said it was as question. much of a Christmas movie. Okay. Okay. How many times did you said, laugh that's a bold out loud statement. to the jokes that nobody else in the theater got? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Maybe I was one of those who didn't get the jokes. Oh, we're keeping a score, Karen? Yeah, I find yeah, that yeah. In, those, in those kind of horror movies, there's almost always, every 10, 15 minutes or so, there's a belly laugh. Yes. That if you're really watching it, It was a fun you movie. It. it was a lot like Gremlins and Tone, you know, a fun, yeah. scary movie, but it was scarier than Gremlins, had better creatures. It was a definitely, it was not a, I went into it thinking it might have been like a low-budget indie, but it was a high-end Hollywood, great special effects. I just can't recommend, the, the music, the cast, everything about it was great. Krampus, big, big, pleasant surprise. You sold me. I'm going to go see it. Yes, see it. Wait, wait. Mark also saw it, and I don't think he had quite the same opinion. (laughs) (laughs) What a surprise. You know what? I am not as enthusiastic as you are. Sure. I thought it was too much of an 80s throwback movie. I didn't think of that. I kind of looked at it like, you know, it was um, a mixture between Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, uh, Gremlins, Nightmare and, on Elm Street. and John Carpenter's It was completely original oh. in every way. But I, I, when I saw it, I, I saw like all these movies kind of smashed into one. Well, well, you're old that's, cynical. A, that's an occupational hazard of these guys. But nobody I, th- writes I don't think the movie was anymore. really for me, for, okay. for my for my taste. Uh, I think I think children or younger people would like it more, especially you know people that are really into nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I only say it was like Gremlins in tone, but in, in every other way, it was a very original I, I, movie. I, I have, so not I never, I never saw anything like there was no tongue in cheek stuff. It was, it was they, a, were they really going out to scare? Oh yeah, it was, it was. Oh yeah, great cast. It was scary. The cast was great, um, and I thought the set, the production design was really good. It was great. Um, Technically, it was really good. Yeah. Um, well, it's just a matter of a little bit of taste difference, then. That's all. Basically, it was taste. So, all right. All right, let's uh, shift gear slightly. Uh, Christmas Day, we're getting a remake of Point Break, which is, I guess, a classic to some people. Wow. I've never seen <laughs> it. A classic or guilty a, pleasure. How about okay, that? guilty pleasure. Okay, it's so like that Commando, brings us just to... Kind of a, uh, yeah, Commando. It's not a Classic. great movie, but it's Whoa, people, people like Commando it. Was people epic. like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really don't think you could compare that. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. oh, I loved Commando. Don't get me okay. wrong. Um, okay, so anyway, my I dress Commando. Commando. 
my point of bringing Point Break up at all. was that uh, we want to talk about remakes. We're going to do a regular okay. segment every uh, podcast here. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll tentatively call it Remake This. My first choice uh, for a remake is a 1987 movie called The Hidden, which stars Kyle MacLachlan. It's a very fun movie, borderline exploitation. <laughs> You have the, the evil alien running down old ladies and walkers oh and, and going into, you know, hot strippers who are feeling themselves up. I mean, oh, it is so gratuitous. Didn't they leave? But they left it as an open-ended. They, I, we were all sure there was going to be a sequel anyways because you just don't know. Yep, yep. And so, yeah, you could... It, you could make it a sequel instead of a, a, a remake, oh, right? Yeah. But I think it's one of those movies that I don't think there's enough fans that would be upset if you remade it. Made no, it. it's okay. been long enough. Yeah. Thirty years is plenty. Yes, exactly. I, I was gonna say a movie that I, and I don't know if you guys know about this movie, especially you, is uh, Maximum a Maximum Overdrive. Remember that movie? Stephen yeah. King. I, th- yeah. I think that that would be a cool remake. I mean, they can really amp up the Yeah, because that was not a good movie by any means. No, it wasn't. The premise was interesting. No, the premise was... Uh, Tell you know, people like what the premise is if they don't know. Uh, basically, uh, possessed uh, machinery vehicles killing people. And, the, you know, the main bad guy was a semi-truck with the Green Goblin face on it. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm just... <laughs> to, to oversimplify... To, to, it was it was a it was a bad movie, but I, I'm it just was, saying like so that would be a cheap thrill remake, and you know especially with if all. If I the remember con- correctly, I think Stephen King also directed it for the first and only time. Remember so the that might scene? Did that right, right, directed right, for the right. screen as well? It was yes. only directly to the screen written Correct. story. Correct. Anybody else have any good uh, remake I do. suggestions? I do. Well, Zoe and I were just talking about Stephen King. She just started reading The Talisman, and I was making some recommendations to her. And I think one, although I love John Carpenter, I thought one of his worst films was Christine because it was such a great Stephen King book. It's a wonderful novel, and it really deserves to get a first-class screen treatment. So my vote would be to do a good quality version of Christine. That would Christine. make a good 3D remake, too. That would be IMAX. Well, there's so yeah. much oh, wow. to Christine besides the car, the, the way the main character deteriorates. Would you and, change and the car? No, the car is the car. It has to be that car, you know. But I remember the effects being well, pretty cool. Well, but that's cool. what they do. But Nick, that's what they do in remakes. Well, they change. Well, it, it's irrelevant what the car is. The main thing okay. is is to follow the story. That's what I mean. What? And, to, and, to, and to follow what the character, what happens to these characters, which I remember seeing the the original after reading the book, and I was absolutely appalled. Right, because thirty so years ago the car was only thirty years old. Yeah. Now the car is sixty years that's old true. and a lot less likely to be found. That's true. Yeah. Even under any circumstances. Sure. Well, no, I don't know. All right, so anybody else? Uh, I Remake. I got one. Okay, don't laugh. Um, the one comic book movie I really want remade because I know it was terrible was Steel with Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus! I think the Shaq immediately. That was, was, uh, wait, wait, that was an instant really, classic that, in mean, my family. You know, what about the Phantom? It's Hammer Time, but <laughs> oh, man. I think. I would really want to see Steel remade because I really like Steel as a character. So I think they could really do Steel, especially work them into this universe that they have Steel with the man sweet. of Steel. Steel's a cool character. Oh, I mean, uh, and who would you cast? Honestly, LeBron you know, James. How about an uh, unknown? Yeah, right. Michael Jordan. Idris Elba. Um, Does he have to be really tall? No, I would actually cast either him or uh, Michael Jai White. 
which is also my pick for Green Lantern, John Stewart, if they do. But I think that's the Fast and Furious guy, right? Jamal no, Hansu. Michael John White is the guy that was. No, no, no. Our, that's gonna be the Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Yeah, that's the Fast and Furious. What's his guy. name? Tyrese. Tyrese. Thank yep. you. Thank but Michael uh, John White was in uh, Spawn. He was Spawn. Yeah. Yes. He was Spawn. Oh, yes. yeah, that's but, a good movie. Uh, played Mike Tyson, too. All they got to do, the the, really, the only yeah, reference you have for Steel is Superman just swoops in, saves John Henry off the thing from falling, yep. and boom, that's Steel right there. And he was a that's weapon it. specialist, kind of like uh, Tony Stark, Stark, too. And that's Steel. That's yeah. your origin for Steel. Nice. Any other uh, remake suggestions? I know uh, Mark had Green Lantern. Life Force. Tobe Hooper's Life Force. <laughs> I agree with oh, you. I thought you were going to say that. Alien vampire story. I, I'm going to sidetrack for just one second because Life Force played a big part in this movie called Electric Boogaloo. It's a new documentary oh, out all about canon films. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to see that. And that is a great movie. It's oh, a great. It's they talk about the last Superman with Christopher Reeves. Right. And uh, they talk a lot about Life Force because that was their biggest budget movie they had ever done. Masters of the Universe. Yeah, they did Masters over the of top. the Universe. Yep, a lot of great Death Wish. movies. All yeah. the Chuck Norris. All the 80s Chuck Norris. Movies. Yeah. Yep. So that's a great documentary. The Octagon. Yes. That was, they didn't do the Octagon with uh, no, that would be a great all the uh, the re- all the the popularity of uh, horror. Um, and, and uh, like the the vampire movies and the werewolf movies is uh, from dusk till dawn. Well, that's yeah. a TV show now, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it? it's a TV yeah. show. On the El Rey Network. Yes. The, yeah. On the what? Uh, Robert funny. Rodriguez, who directed yep. From Dust Till Dawn, nah. started up his own television network, show. and that was his flagship from show. Because he had the rights to it, so he oh, might as well. Oh, all right. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'll, have to, I'll have to check profit. it out. It's a huge hit. And fortunately, the El Rey Network, I don't think, is available in Michigan yet. I've, uh, I've tried to uh, you know, get it, but... No luck. You know, is it available sneaky online anywhere that you can? I'm sure you can pirate it. Oh yeah, it's pirated over there in Mexican town. I don't recommend. I'm sure. Wow, that wasn't offensive. (laughs) I know that this might be blasphemy, but I would actually like to see a remake of um, Fist of Fury, also known as the Big Boss with Bruce Lee. I just think that that would make a really good. Why? There's no Bruce Lee, so you can't redo it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Donnie Yen. No, that's Jet Li is no Bruce Lee. No, we make Dirty Harry while we're at it. Oh, no, come on. Well, I was do the game I just too. think that it would I just think that it would make a good it was a good gritty crime story and I just would or or maybe something inspired from it. What about maybe they do it man. with a woman? Huh? I love that. Okay, movie. now wait a, a minute. You own to something. Fists of Furiosa. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Curiosity. <laughs> That's hysterical. What about Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes? Yeah. That's a good idea. That's I like the original. original. I, love, I like years. the original. I love the original, but you I would love what? to see a remake. I would like to see a remake. I would like to see a remake of it, but Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes reverse roles. No, they're too old now. They wouldn't star in the movie. Can you imagine him running out trying to get some Taco Bell? He's running out of breath, but it's all good. Maybe a cameo. Wasn't uh, right. that girl that was in it? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, yeah. You know, that little no-name yeah, actress. Yeah, that little no-name actress. She was in speed was. at the time. Nothing, right? nothing yeah. like an Oscar-winning actress. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, she, know. you know what? Her, did you She'll see her in the last uh, award thing where she was giving the words of wisdom to her four or five-years-old kid? Mm-hmm. Don't pick your nose. That was it. That was the rules to live by. Not in your car. Not even in private. Just don't pick your nose. That's really? Good. That's wow. all she's Keep got your to hands pass clean. on to it's the good. progeny? It's a good lesson. Oh, yeah, it it's, it's deep. Uh, yeah. Keep your hands clean, you won't get into trouble. 
Zoe, any suggestions for a remake? Something that you thought almost was good, but would be so much better if you had a chance? Never it, it, story. It, it, it looks like a... Chris has something no, to I would, say. No, I want to hear what you, really what you, what you want to say. It just All dawned eyes on are me. on you. Yeah, it just dawned on me. Never ending story. In case story. you can't that, see that. That would be a cool remake. That oh. never ends. Jam yeah. and the Holograms? Actually... Wait, they did that already. <laughs> no, no, no. They should re remake, remake Gem and the Holograms because that was terrible. And it's actually... Wait, you actually saw it? Yeah. Oh! You were the one person? <coughs> yeah, you I were the one, one person who went to see it. I think they re so need to make it um, more 80s and less Hannah Montana. So that's all I have to say. They need to make it again because it was, it was not okay. Well, so you, what they need to do is they need to rewrite the entire script Find a better director and a better casting director, yeah. and then maybe in ten years. Some they better can... uh, wardrobe people and makeup people. Yeah, it was. Jim it was, was a lame guilty pleasure. Subject mine. matter, because you know, as a man, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that was good. a that I was a taboo like, thing I, I to Jim like growing up as a kid. You know. What's that? But I, I used to love Jim. Why? They were girls. Oh. Shouldn't you like girls? <laughs> I never understood you know, that. You know, there was. You like that? That's a bunch of girls. Yeah, they're girls. That's okay, like we might have to dwell into some stuff that we don't need to. <laughs> Denver, ah, I think we should have a new topic. <laughs> Actually, I think we're almost done. I just wanted to share one story. I uh, uh, started oh, yeah. following Bloomhouse. They have a great website, Bloomhouse. If you guys, Nick know is familiar with Bloomhouse. They do all the insidious and paranormal activity. Okay. Yeah, the producer Jason oh. Bloom. And uh, he's got a great website for all things horror. I think it's just bloomhouse.com, yeah. so check it out. They got oh, a sweet. Facebook page. They posted an article this week that just kind of blew my mind. I don't want to oversell it, but it was about the proposed making of Fright Night 3. Okay. So we all know the first one's a classic, right. great right. movie. They did a sequel. They got uh, different creative people, so it wasn't the original writer-director, even though they had... Roddy, Roddy McDowell yeah. and yeah, uh, and so I guess part of the problem was their budget got slashed and so it just kind of tanked. Well, they convinced the the original writer director to make a third movie. Now, unfortunately for the uh, the life of the movie, the rights were uh, somehow got into the hand of a guy named. Uh, Menendez and so Roddy McDowell was producing it and he said hey let's I want you the producer to get to meet the director and hash out a story and agree on everything well unfortunately before the director was able to meet this new producer who had the rights he was murdered by his two sons oh I remember Kyle those Eric Menendez. those nasty wow. boys yeah so, uh, Menendez wow yeah. So, really? so unfortunately, we never got uh, a Fright Night 3 Whoa. and instead got the, the remakes to tie it back into our remake discussion. Yeah. Um, but I just wow. thought my mind was blown. Uh. I was like, whoa. Now, the interesting thing is Roddy told, had warned the director, listen, this is the nastiest, meanest, worst producer I've ever dealt with in my life. So when you go in there, just be cool, be calm, relax. And so it kind of proves the point of why the kids wind up, wound up killing them, sadly. Oh, my. <laughs> so it's a, a grim Exercise. story yeah. for a uh, grim uh, movie. Wow, that was so dark. Uh, 
So dark. So yeah. So that's can we end on a more positive side. note? Being that it's yes, December on the, and you know, on a positive note, let's talk world. about next week. We'll we'll try to reconvene again next Sunday right. so yep. we can talk Ooh. about Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. If they should Star Wars, please let Star Wars stay. Okay. And hey, you. how about that nutty Star Wars bar? Did you see? All the creatures in there. I'm hey, so glad Darth I like Vader Star with that Why dark and evil mask. This is oh, a Bill Murray impression. Me. Okay. I you thought it was Bill Murray. Please man. tell me I you thought you were Bill Murray. Up and that was no, Bill Murray. Oh, that's real. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I am so glad so, I so like yes, Star Wars. We Trek. will reconvene next week to sassy. recap all things Star Wars. And until then, thanks for listening to our very first. Comics, beer, and sci-fi podcast. Indeed. Thank you. Yeehaw.